Isn't that a good word? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the one who set me free. Um, hallelujah. Death has lost its grip on me. He has broken every chain. There's salvation in his name. Jesus Christ, our living hope. And as we live in this generation, as we walk through this time, there's only one answer that matters. And that is your relationship with the Son of God who will save your soul and set you free and give you hope in a world that's fallen. Hope in a world that doesn't make sense. Hope and an anchor and a security for your soul and your life when the answers of this world, they just don't add up. Um, hallelujah to him. It's good to be with you. Um, I am tremendously grateful for you this morning. I'm grateful for you and our online family. Um, it is good to be together and it is good to worship. Uh, these days, I know that for true believers, uh, they have caused us to really purify our faith, um, to really understand who God is, to, to strengthen our faith, to draw near to him. And, and if they have not uh, done that for you or caused you to turn more to the Lord, um, then there's a day coming where you will. <laughs> um, but for me, I, I, I can relate to most people in this world. And today's message um, is another one of those messages about something uh, that's essential for all of us, essential for me, essential for you, essential for us, essential for believers, and essential for those who are yet to be believers. Today we're going to talk about um, encouragement. Encouragement. We all need encouragement. We all need someone to stand with us, to stand beside us, to stand behind us, and encourage us in life. There are some moments like right now where it is obvious we need encouragement. And then there are some moments where you might stand alone, isolated, secluded, and think, I don't need anyone else. I don't need encouragement. And yet, that is far from the truth. Every individual that has been made by God needs someone around them to encourage them. And to encourage them the right way. So today we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 3. I want to encourage you to take your Bibles. Turn to Hebrews chapter 3. And, and let me give you a, a by way of reminder as you're turning to Hebrews chapter 3. Uh, this series was a simple series to help us launch into this fall. There are some things that are just essential to your faith. For you and I to have a vibrant growing faith, there are some things that are essential to it. And I, I want to remind you, first and foremost, um, when we hear that word in our culture, and, and lately it's been used a lot, there are some people who are essential, and the implication is there are some who are non-essential, right? There are some workers who are essential, and therefore, if you're not in that group, then your job's not essential. How does that make you feel? Not very good, right? Um, and yet, what you begin to see from the Word of God, from the church, from the people of God, and ultimately from God Himself. Are you ready for this? Reminder of principle number one. 
You are essential, all of you. Every one of us in the kingdom of God, in the family of God, you are essential. What a great word. Because that means that no one of us is isolated and unto himself or herself. No, we are essential in the family of God. And that led to step number two. What is essential for you to have a vibrant faith in this generation? Gathering with the church. Gathering with the church is essential. Gathering with the body of Christ is essential. And I understand that we live in a generation where even prior to this current season of life in which we've been dealing with shutdowns and isolation, even prior to that, there is a generation that's coming up that says the gathering of believers is not essential. It's not a part of building a vibrant faith. You can do it on your own is the mantra of this generation. And that will never work. Not only will it not work in the church, it won't work in society. You're seeing it. Every time things get divided, separated, isolated, frustration, tension, anger, hatred, bitterness, bigotry, it all builds. But when you gather together in the body of Christ, which by the way, in this world, is a wonderful reflection of the true God who has designed men and women from all backgrounds, races, nations, cultures to come together under one banner, the banner of Jesus. There's not one other thing in this world that gives you that, not one. Therefore, it's essential that we gather together as Christians, followers of Jesus, people of the body. It's essential. Pastor Bo delivered a fantastic word on step number three for you to have a vibrant faith even in the midst of this. And that is, you cannot miss being in community. Gathering is, is corporate, it is for the worship of Christ, but community takes the gathering and it builds and strengthens relationships, groups, Bible studies discipleship these are a part strengthening your faith on a more personal level and it's essential it's not one of those things where it's like oh okay i go to church but i don't need bible study no you, you it's essential for your faith to grow to be a part of community in some capacity otherwise you come into a group and you're inspired and you worship the lord and you are a part of the gathering but then you isolate for the rest of your walk through the course of a week and that's not healthy. It's not healthy in society. It's not healthy in the body of Christ. Pastor Bo delivered a wonderful word on the power of community and why gathering in groups is essential. It's a part of your personal growth. Today, I, I give you the fourth step. Next week, we'll talk about step number five. So I encourage you to be in church next week. But for those of you who are here today, thank you on a holiday weekend for gathering. God bless you for that. And for those of you who are online and you're either with us now or you'll see this um, afterwards, God bless you for taking a moment to tune in in the gathering. We're going to talk about the power of encouragement because encouragement is essential. So Hebrews chapter 3, will you stand with me in honor of the word of God for this is God's word to us. And today I'm going to read 
from the contemporary English version. So that's not what you hold in your hand. That's fine. I'm glad that you have a copy of God's Word and that you are with us today. You can see the words on the screen. Likewise, for those of you in our online family, the words are there for you. And I like the way in which this translation is written for us today as children, sons and daughters of the Father in heaven. So the Bible says this, my friends, my friends, my friends, you're not enemies of God. My friends, you're friends of God through Jesus Christ. So my friends, watch out. Beware. Don't let evil thoughts, or watch this, doubts. Don't let evil thoughts or doubts make any of you turn from the living God. You must encourage one another each day. And you must keep on while there is still time that can be called today. If you don't, then sin may fool some of you and make you stubborn. We were sure about Christ when we first became his people. So let's Hold tightly to our faith until the very end. My friends, we all need a word of encouragement. Today, you're going to see how essential it is that as a child of God, the message of Jesus and the gathering of people and the community of believers, how essential it is that we encourage one another. While it's called today. Let's pray together. Father I, I ask beyond anything that I can do. That your Holy Spirit. Would take away the stubbornness. The callousness. The leather coverings of our hearts. For a moment. Expose us. To this deep need. For honesty with you. And the encouragement that we can receive from you. That we can give. And that we can receive from others. I thank you for your word. And it's in the name of our Savior. The only one who can rescue our souls. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Our Lord, I pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Encouragement is essential. And the life lesson today is, is really that. Daily encouragement is essential for maintaining a vibrant faith. Daily encouragement is essential for maintaining a vibrant faith. I encouragement does something for people. Encouragement, it, it brings hope. It, it brings perspective when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. It, it brings perspective when your shoulders may not feel broad enough to carry the weight that you're carrying. 
Or it does something for you in the moments that you do feel strong, that you have been provided for, that you do sense God's presence. It does something for you because then you are able to be an encourager in the body of Christ or in the world that God has made for someone else who's not where you are. You are able to pass on a word of strength and hope and perseverance for someone when they need it the most. Encouragement, it's essential. Encouragement is needed no matter where you are, no matter where you come from, no matter what you're walking through, no matter what you're facing. We all need Encouragement. Do you realize that you've been designed by God in a very unique and special way? Um, the Bible, one of my favorite passages throughout this season of life, um, has come from both the Old Testament and the New Testament where, where it's very clear that what God has designed us to be is people who love Him with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength. It's found in Deuteronomy and it's also found in the Gospels. Jesus echoes it again. Uh, there are a couple of times that are recorded in the Gospels where someone comes up to Jesus and they say, hey Jesus, summarize the Bible for me. Isn't that great? I mean, because when I look at this as a preacher, even though I've, I've spent years, I've spent years of my life studying it, have multiple degrees on it, this still can be intimidating. And therefore, I know that for many of you and many of us, when we look at it, it's intimidating. How could I ever? And so I don't understand it. And Jesus made it really simple. Hey, uh, let me boil the Bible down for you. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And that tells me something about myself. That tells me something about people. We're designed in the image of God in this multifaceted way where we are soul, which needs to be cleansed and saved, where we are heart, which is the center of all of the emotions that we will feel and go through and process in our life. Our minds, boy, can't they play tricks on us because we will have thoughts that are good, in one moment and thoughts that are not the best in another. And yet that's how we were designed. And then our bodies, boy, they work sometimes. And then other times they don't work. And then sometimes uh, we have our bodies going in the right direction and forces beyond our control. They, they invade our space and we have no answer for them. And yet in the midst of all of that, as we are designed... In this wonderful, beautiful way by God, we surrender all those pieces to him. And we love him with all that we are. It's how we were made. And one of the things that feeds that whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, growth of our existence is encouragement. And that's why in the scripture... It doesn't merely stop with how you love God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's recorded in the Old and in the New Testament that there is a step to express this even better than your own private, personal walk with God. 
and the way that you express it better. And it's written very clearly in Scripture. And Jesus echoes it for those who were questioning him and questioning God and questioning it can't be that simple. And Jesus says, it is that simple and I'll show you how to express it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And how can I love the neighbor in my life? Yes, that is the people in your own home. That is obviously it could be your neighbor, but it's your friends, your coworkers, your acquaintances. And how can I love them? One of the best expressions of that is to be an encourager. We all need an encourager. Even the Apostle Paul had Barnabas in his life. In our lives, we need someone who is an encourager to us. Barnabas, the name means son of encouragement. So even in Paul's life as he developed as a believer walking through great moments of victory and moments of great challenge. He had someone beside him, behind him, around him, bringing him encouragement. Encouragement for the believer and the unbeliever, for the individual and for all of us is essential. There are some lessons that I learn about encouragement from this passage today that are important And I want to show you why it's essential for us today. Number one, when I think about daily encouragement being essential for maintaining a vibrant faith, here's what encouragement does for me. Here's what encouragement does for you. Here's what encouragement does for us and it does for people. Encouragement defeats isolation. Uh, Let me use a word that you know very well today as you hear it. Encouragements, encouragement defeats distance. Encouragement overcomes distancing. I have discovered during this season of life that I need great encouragement. Likewise, in this season of life, I've spent a tremendous amount of time pouring out myself into a lot of people who are discouraged because of what's going on in this world, not to mention the personal battles that many of them have been facing. And what I have discovered through this great season of life is that encouragement defeats isolation. Encouragement closes the gap on the distance that we feel between other people And sometimes even that we may feel in our relationship to God. There are many people that at some course of their life, they will walk through a moment where they feel distant from God. Usually, it's that we feel God is distant from us. But that's never the truth. It's usually that we have walked through something and we are distant from Him. But encouragement has a way both through people and through good things that happen, to defeat the isolation that takes us to places that we don't need to be. Did you see in the scripture what isolation will do? It will cause you to doubt. Have you ever doubted God? Have you ever doubted that he would be good and he would be gracious and that he would see you through? Have you ever been through a moment like that? Here's what else isolation will do. It will give you evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. 
And evil thoughts can be expressed in so many ways, right? Evil thoughts, it's not just, oh, well, that's a horrible sin. Uh, Evil thoughts can lead you toward all kinds of pathways. Encouragement through the family of faith, through the people of God, will help keep you from those shadowy areas of your life where you begin to doubt God's goodness, where you begin to doubt God's people, where evil thoughts begin to penetrate your mind and the way in which you've been created, and evil thoughts carry you down a pathway that you just never were designed to walk down. Encouragement will pull you up out of that, and it will defeat the isolation that happens in our lives. It's even true in the wild, by the way, because if you watch the predators of this world on any of these wonderful animal shows, what do the predators always pick off? The isolated ones. Always. The weak ones. Always. What do they try to do? They try to separate one from the herd. They try to get one on the fringe. And it's in the fringes of our lives that the devil works so much to consume us. And so how do you defeat the isolation that carries you to the fringe where you're vulnerable, where you're susceptible to being overcome by doubt, discouragement, evil thinking, and other things that will wage war against you? How do you overcome that? Encouragement. Encouragement from people around you. Encouragement from the Father because His words are true. Encouragement brings you into the fold, into the safety of the herd that's following the shepherd. And it keeps you out of those dark areas that even here would cause us, and the Bible acknowledges us, acknowledges this, to make us perhaps turn away from God. I mean, none of us would ever think, oh, I'm just naturally going to turn away from God. No, when things are good, but when the world changes, when your health changes, when your emotions changes, when your relationships change, the fringes, the darkness, the experiences, they begin to wage war against your soul and you isolate You begin to fight those battles on your own. And as you fight those battles on your own and you think, oh, my way is the only way or my way is the best way or that's how someone else does it, but this is how I do it. And you begin to separate and isolate. And you begin to move toward a point of defeat. And if you don't think that's true, just take a snapshot of what you see happening in our world today. Everything that you see about isolation, separation, division, it creates darkness. It does in your relationships, in your social interactions, in your fears or your thinking about other people, in how you process what they have or what they don't have, what you have. Or what you don't have. And Satan is all over that. It's isolation. It's separation. It's distancing of people and relationships. 
And how do you beat it? Encouragement. Building up someone, everyone around you in the best way that you can as a follower of Christ. Encouragement is personal. Encouragement is something that means the most when I pass that on to you personally. When you pass that on to me personally. When you are involved in a relationship and you genuinely care about someone, encouragement is personal. I mean, it, it's better than just the guy who smiles a lot and makes you feel good about yourself. That, that's one level of encouragement. But to genuinely be known, cared about, because you're essential, you're a part of a gathering that's essential, you are in a community that's essential. And through those elements that God has designed, it, it brings you something personally. You get personal encouragement. That will save you from those moments of isolation that create doubt, evil thoughts, a lapse of faith, and a turning away from God. Encouragement rescues all of us from that. And that's the beautiful truth of Hebrews chapter 3 to help us. And then it teaches us the second thing about encouragement. Encouragement, whether we receive it or we give it as a part of our lives, encouragement causes us, helps us, drives us to maximize each day. Encouragement it causes us to maximize each day. Rewind the clock with me for just a moment. Did you think in February you'd be sitting in here the way in which you have to sit in here right now, right? Did you think that your relationships in February would be as fragmented as they are today? No. Did you think that the world would be going through all of the things that we see it? Did you even fathom that? Not in one moment. Did we think that this is how it would be in September of 2020? Someone showed me something that was quite humorous the other day. Uh, it was a, a cooler that you could put your, your drink, your can in, right? And the, the cooler, the thing that would keep it, uh, I guess, cold and fresh was a trash can with 2020 on it, right? And the implication is 2020, you're trash, right? And that's how a lot of people feel. And, and that also creates discouragement. So how do you overcome discouragement? You give it the opposite. You feed your spirit with something that is encouraging. And if I can find encouragement, one thing encouraging each day, then I will beat 2020. You will beat 2020. We will beat anything that the world will continue to bring and throw at us because encouragement teaches you to maximize each day. Every day is a gift. Every day in your life matters. We did not know what was in the past that was coming today. And we do not know 
what is present for us tomorrow. We just can't see that. So what do you have to live by today? To maximize the moment to live today. To maximize the moment to encourage someone genuinely, deeply, authentically now. Not saying, well, I missed the moment yesterday or I did it wrong last month or I I didn't follow through last year. Oh, whatever, it's gone. You have now. And, well, I'll get to it tomorrow. Maybe. Probably not. But if you do it now, today, you have maximized today. And I can tell you this will come up in the next series that we're going to talk about some things that we've learned, I've learned deeply through this season of life. I can tell you it only takes one good encouraging thing per day to move you light years ahead in your faith. It only takes one, one, one encouragement per day day that someone will pour into your life or that you will allow them to pour back into you one encouraging thing per day will add up per week per month per year per lifetime and you will change your life by being an encourager you will change how you feel emotionally spiritually Physically, you will change how you feel by receiving encouragement, by being built up by somebody. Encouragement allows us to maximize each day. Why? Because encouragement brings hope. Encouragement brings hope. We sang that song, you keep hope alive, right? He keeps hope alive. Encouragement brings hope. You can get bad news. I've this week visited with some people that a week ago had bad news. We prayed for them and we continue to pray for them. And then this week they got good news. And something about encouragement, when you're being prayed for, when you're genuinely cared for, when you're deeply loved as a child of God, surrounded by people of faith who believe by faith in God's miracles and God's best, and they bring you encouragement, there's something about that physically that pulls you up out of even the worst days, the discouraging days, the bad news, and it lets you hold on to hope because you know this day is good enough. God is good enough. He has given me this day and I do not know about tomorrow and I see the experiences of yesterday, but yet God, you are gracious, you are merciful, you are real, you are a provider, you are a sustainer, and you are with me now. And you get that when you realize, I need encouragement while it is called today. I need encouragement while it is now. Everybody I know needs encouragement now. 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 Your pastor needs it. Your leadership team needs it. 
Your co-workers need it. Your community group members need it. Your neighbors need it. Your family needs it. Your grandchildren, they need it. Your grandparents, they need it. And they need it today. Now, here's the thing, because hope, it builds us and it teaches us that on this day, God is with us and it causes us to maximize each day. And we should keep on, as the scripture said, keep on, keep on. Keeping on means don't do it once and stop. Now, I'm not saying you have to text a thousand people every day, right? That's impossible. But God gives you grace in a moment where people need it. Here's what's fascinating. When I'm praying for people and I want them to know, even in my prayer time, I text. That that may seem sacrilegious to some of you unless you're receiving that text from me in the moment that I'm praying. And then you go, man, man, Pastor Michael, he's praying for me right now, right now. That's a big deal. It's in the moment. It's in the day that we all need it. So let me encourage you. You can find a way, someone, to offer encouragement to today. Don't save it for tomorrow. Don't worry if you missed it. Just offer a word of encouragement today. One person. One person that you can encourage today. It will cause you to maximize today. And then do it again tomorrow. And it will cause you to maximize tomorrow. And do it again the next day. And it will cause you to maximize the next day. And here's what you will discover as you maximize every day. Pandemics, politics, issues, all of that will fade into the place of irrelevancy where it belongs. Because you as a person are more important than that. And the people around you are more important than that. And it will cause you to shine. It brings hope. It will cause you to thrive. And you will cause other people to thrive. Whether they're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Or they're climbing and standing on the mountains of God. Either way, you are building people up to be the best person that they can be. And you are being built up as well. That's what encouragement does. Now, there is a part of encouragement that is real. And this is the third thing. Encouragement protects us from stubbornness. Encouragement protects us from stubbornness. In the scriptures, it was said, uh, if you don't do this, if you don't encourage, then sin may fool some of you or make a fool of us, right? And it will make us stubborn. If we're not involved in encouraging one another today, daily, keeping on, building up, lifting up. If we don't do that, then sin comes in and it will make a fool of us and it will make our hearts stubborn. Uh, Another translation for that is it will make our hearts hard, callous, insensitive. Insensitive to what we need and insensitive to what others need. And encouragement, what it does is it protects us from being stubborn. We all need a moment in our life through appropriate encouragement and appropriate correction. Appropriate 
to be able to help us see our blind spots and for someone to be able to say, let me help you because I'm with you. Not because I have an agenda and not because of anything else. No, I'm with you. I care about you. So let me help you in this area of faith stand beside you, stand with you, walk through this with you so that you don't allow the experiences of life to make you harden, so that you don't allow the moments that are difficult to create a callousness of your heart where you have no feeling toward others and more dangerously where you have no feeling toward God. And the way that you defeat that stubbornness that happens for all people as we walk through experiences that swing against us, that didn't go our way, that we couldn't manipulate or coerce or control, in those moments we get hardened. We get wounded by life's experiences. We get challenged because it didn't turn out the way that we wanted. And so therefore we go inward. And as we go inward, we're protecting what image we may have. We're protecting the fortress of our heart. And so what do we do? We build walls. We get calloused. We protect what we think we can. And encouragement is the only way to defeat stubbornness, hardness, and callousness in our life. What does it do? Encouragement means that there is someone beside us, with us, behind us, that cares so deeply about us that they don't want us to be hardened by this world. Not only in our relationships with one another, but in our relationships with God. And therefore, they want us to experience the tenderness of compassion, the genuineness of love, the support of great mercy and friendship and care that we all need and we all deserve as children, sons and daughters of God. When you have people around you like that, it helps prevent the stubbornness from our lives that creeps in so naturally. Parents, you get this, by the way. Um, Grandparents, you understand this as well. Because as you raise your children, you think, I think, and I used to think this so naively. Uh, I used to think the preacher's kids would be perfect, right? And I realized my kids are going, Dad, stop talking about me. Now they're in that season of life. It used to be cute, and now they hold it against me when I talk about them, right? But either way, here's the thing. You get this, grown-ups. You think your kids are going to do what you tell them to do. Because you know better. You've lived it. You've walked through it. You have experience. Some of them you don't want your kids to know about. And so you're telling them, don't do this. I can tell you this. I promise you this. Listen, if you don't have kids, here's the deal. You are one and somebody tried to tell you how to do it, right? So that would include all of us. And what do we do? We get naturally, innately, in our most broken ways, stubborn. We don't listen. Why? Because we think we know better. You will see it in your two-year-olds, your four-year-olds, your six-year-olds, your teenagers, your teenagers. You've lived through it as college students, young adults. Midlife adults, and yes, even senior adults. It is a plague amongst all of us. So how do you overcome it? You allow someone in your life 
to encourage you no matter what season you're in. Because stubbornness will take you down a pathway of hatred and separation and isolation. All these things that we've talked about that are fringe. But encouragement, it will keep our hearts pliable and soft. I will believe if someone says to me, you can make it through this. Then I will believe that I can make it through this. But if I don't have someone saying that to me, that you will survive this and you will thrive through this and you will overcome, then I'm going to get hardened if I'm not careful. I'm going to think, I'll never measure up. No one will ever love me. I'm not good enough. I can't arrive. Do you see again how the doubts and the evil thoughts begin to creep in when we do not allow because of our stubbornness Someone to speak a word of encouragement and truth into our lives. For children, when they follow that pathway, they end up down a path of rebellion because, well, I don't want to listen. I don't want to receive. And so in that rebellion, they find voices that will encourage them in the wrong direction. And if we're not careful, we all will find in our voice and accumulate, accumulate in our lives people who will share with us what we want to hear, not always what we need to hear. And encouragement has a way of bringing appropriately to all of us this sense of correction to keep us connected to one another, to our Father, and ultimately to live out a life that is not stubborn and hardened, but as the Bible says, is like clay in the hands of God. Shaped, moldable, able to be formed and used in a masterful way in the hands of our Father. That is what encouragement will do for you. It's essential. It's essential that we offer it and that we receive it because it keeps us from being stubborn, hard-hearted people. Amen? And the fourth and the final thing as I look at Hebrews chapter 3 is that encouragement, it strengthens relationships. What does encouragement do? Well, it defeats isolation. It causes us to maximize each day. It protects us from being stubborn. But ultimately, encouragement strengthens relationships. If you encourage me, I like that. I need that. If I encourage you, you like that. You need that. If you encourage one another and the other people in your life, they need that. We all need that and it strengthens relationships. But the Bible talks about the obvious first. Encouragement first and foremost. This passage is written about faith. Not about just feeling good. It's written about faith. What does encouragement do? When you receive the encouragement from the Father, from His Word from people who are following him and who love you. And you offer that in return to people who are following him and whom you love. And you are a part of this family of faith that follows the Father. It strengthens your relationship to God. Encouragement strengthens your relationship to God. When someone says to you, not in cliche form, because they know you and you know them and you have this relationship. And they say to you, I'm going to pray for you and God is going to get you through this. Do you know what you're going to believe at that point? God is going to get me through this. This person is praying for me. 
When someone says, I'm asking God for a miracle on your behalf, do you know what happens inside of you because of faith? Your relationship to the Father is strengthened and now you believe, I might actually get a miracle through this deal. It might actually work out. It begins to build up and strengthen your relationship to God. Encouragement strengthens your relationship to God. In verse 14, this is what the writer of Hebrews said. We were sure about Christ when we first became his people. We were sure, we were certain it was guaranteed. So in the moments where you walk through things that may not be sure or certain or feel guaranteed, when someone encourages you, reminds you, leads you back to a moment to strengthen your faith, your relationship with God grows. And as your relationship with God grows by receiving encouragement, guess what you begin to do? You begin to encourage others. And do you know what you do for them when you do that? You also strengthen their relationship to God. You strengthen their faith. And this process of encouragement strengthens the body of Christ, the people of God. And then, as the writer says, we hold tightly to our faith. We grasp strongly our faith even until the end. Even until whatever moment of which it seems like it won't happen. We hold on even into the end by doing that together. By doing that with men and women, followers of Jesus. It strengthens our relationship with others. And that's where it begins to play out. I love the Lord my God with all that I've been made to be. And I love those around me. I love my neighbor as myself. And therefore, I strengthen relationships with others. I strengthen the bond that I have with others. I strengthen them as they walk through moments that there are no answers, that they can't figure out. It builds them up. And then likewise, when you or I or we walk through a moment of our own challenge and difficulty... As we have people encouraging us, it strengthens our relationship with them. And we realize we are not alone. God is with us. I have him on my side and I have followers of him on my side. And therefore, even until the end, until it's all said and done, I will make it through this. I've had people that have received words that, um, you know, I'm not going to make it. Uh, so-and-so said this, this, this prognosis said this, uh, this circumstance I've gotten myself into, there's, there's no way out. You know what I found fascinating? Is that unless you're dead, God can still do a miracle. Unless you're dead. And therefore, when the Bible says, as long as it's called today, as long as you have a breath, as long as there is a sliver of hope, a glimpse of opportunity, the possibility for a supernatural intervention into your circumstance, as long as that exists, be encouraged. Be an encourager because it can happen. And why can it happen? 
Because you're awesome, because I'm awesome. No, but we need some awesomeness in our lives. Why can it happen? Because God is awesome. Until the breath, until the end, until it's done in your life on this earth, there is always the possibility for a miracle to occur. And we need people in our lives who encourage us to say, fight it, overcome it. You can win against this. And it doesn't matter what others have said that give you a word that brings you on a slide. And it will happen. Doubts will come. And thoughts, they will take us to places that are just not who we are. And all of that happens. But a word of encouragement, a word of hope, it will pull us up out of the pit. And it will bring us to a place of strength in our relationship to God and to those who stand with us. And perhaps... God in his mercy and his grace will do a miracle and we will overcome. And then from that moment, because of the power of encouragement, we will look back and go, thank you, God. And thank you, people. And thank you for standing with me. We did this. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's what you need. It's what I need. It's what we offer. So if I could give you three application steps today, three ways that you can be an encourager personally, three simple things, ways that you can encourage. They're not going to be on the screen, so you have to listen, you write them down. Number one, you want to be an encourager? You want to receive encouragement when you need it? Begin by showing love. The thing that our world is missing is love. So the way that you can be an encourager is you show love. Show love to the body of Christ. One thing I love about this church and this family and why I would encourage you, if you're not connected here, you need to be because this church shows love. Doesn't matter where you come from, what you're going through, these people, we understand here from where we are and what we've been through, what it means to experience God's love and to share that freely with others. We all need that. So to be an encourager, continue to show God's love to the people around you. Number two, a very second, simple, practical way that you can be an encourager is show gratitude. Show gratitude. Show thankfulness for the good things in your life. Show gratitude for the people who are with you, around you, who support you. Show gratitude for the good things that God has done, that He is doing, and that He will do. A grateful heart is an encouraging heart. A thankful person is an encouraging person. And there's a third thing that is a great encouragement. When you have the opportunity to serve the Lord in any capacity with gladness, serve the Lord. Find a way to serve the Lord. One of the simple ways that we've learned, like for our online family, one of the greatest ways you can be an encourager is you share this message with all of the people in your social network. Why? Because it's a good word. They need encouragement. You need it. You share each week as we come into your home and into your life. And we bring this to you in a new generation, in a new way. But you share that as an encourager. And what are you doing when you do that? You are serving. You are serving the Lord. You are serving your friends. You are serving your connections. You are bringing them closer to people who actually care and have a substantive answer for the problems of this world. You're an encourager. Likewise, 
in your church. Hey, listen, there's a day coming, and I know moms and dads, you're grateful for this. Please take care of our kids again, right? <laughs> They're sitting with us in church, and it's a little difficult, right? But that's going to require some people who are ready to step up and be encouragers by serving the kids or by welcoming people. Encouragement, when you find a way to serve the Lord by serving someone else, it just builds up the whole body. It'll build you up because you're doing something. You feel good about doing something for others. And guess what? When you do that for them, it will return to you, sir. So very simple. Be an encourager. Show love. Show gratitude. And show service. And as you take these steps, the power of encouragement that you will find is essential for having a vibrant faith. Encouragement. It will change your life. And there's no greater encouragement than by being who you are, where you are, with what you have to say, your story, your experiences, and what you've walked through. There's no greater encouragement to be received than by recognizing God in His infinite love for you. He sent Jesus to save your soul. He sent Jesus to bring you home. He sent Jesus to bring you encouragement out of the shadows, out of the darkness, and into the life that is the light because of Christ. That's the best encouragement that we all need and that God gives. So how about we take a moment and let's just thank Him for being our Lord, our Savior, our Father, and our encourager. And God, we thank you today for those who are gathered here and online, those who are in this moment and who are hearing it at this time in their life. It's not by accident. God, thank you for the encouragement that you bring to our souls to recognize that we are valuable to you and that we are essential to you and our relationship with you can be living and vibrant even in a world that is challenging. Thank you that you are God. And yet in your infinite power and infinite wisdom and even in the moments where we doubt, you are God and you reach to us. You did it tangibly. You expressed it practically by sending your son, Jesus. And he rescued us in the midst of our mess, in the midst of our sin, in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of our doubts, in the midst of moments where we are evil. Jesus, you died for all of that to cleanse our hearts and save our souls and give us a new life. So thank you for your death. Thank you for the power of your resurrection that lives in those who claim your name and who gives us what we have received, the power to be encouraged by you to encourage others. And if there is anyone today in this room or online that they need to receive that gift of salvation and the encouragement of a new life and a new soul, God, I pray today that by faith they will say yes to your son Jesus and begin to follow him in the greatest adventure ever 
of life. Encourage my friends. Encourage those who hear. And may you build our faith in the name above every name, the name of Jesus. All God's people set together. Amen. Are you encouraged? Encouragement? It's essential. And it's essential for having a growing, living, vibrant faith. This Wednesday night, we are going to do something with our online presence. We are going to have a moment that I think will encourage your soul. It's an evening of prayer and worship. We're going to have a time of prayer and worship. It's still essential for us to pray. little hint on where I'm going next week. But it's essential. So Wednesday night, if you can tune in online, um, that's what we're going to do. So we're bringing it to you online, and it'll be a special moment, but we're going to have a time of worship and prayer online this Wednesday night. So 7 o'clock, make sure that you tune in. Share that. Um, share that through your Facebook, through your YouTube, through your social media. Share that with people because it will be a time of encouragement. Likewise, moms and dads, we've, we've committed to encouraging your kids your students in this. So there's there's been ministry moments for them online for our students and our children. Likewise, right now, in just a moment, you'll be able to tune in online and jumpstart with Pastor Stephen for those of you who have children as their faith is encouraged. It's a part of what we're committed to that's essential during this season of life. I'm encouraged by your commitment to the body of Christ through your giving. Thank you for continuing to be faithful through your giving, both for those of you who are in this room. And as you exit, there's an easy way for you to do that tangibly, practically. Thank you for that. And thank you for those of you digitally who are doing it through your phones and through your connections and through our website. And all of that information is available for you. The body of Christ is strong. The message of Christ is powerful. And as we share encouragement, listen, it's the best thing going in the world and it will change lives change yours. It'll continue to change mine. And we will come out stronger. Well, I don't care what they say about the church. Sure, it can change. But last time I checked, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So be encouraged. And God bless each and every one of you as his children. May his best come to you this week. And may you be encouraged as you encourage others. God bless you and good day.